What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Toby. You know me from Sister Act 2, Mr. Oh Happy Day, and the hit R&B group City High. I'm welcoming everybody to join and tune into the Michael Finkley Show on YouTube and also on the Greater Works Network on Roku TV. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us today. So my mind goes back to the time where I was eight years old and I was in my grandfather's church and that was the first time I ever sung a song in front of a group of people. And I tell you, I've been singing ever since. I remember one elder at the time who attended my grandfather's church and he just remembered the song that I sung. Actually, a few years ago, he is, I know he's almost 100 years old. I know he's almost 100 years old. And he saw me a few years ago and he uh, didn't remember who I was off the bat. It took him a little while. Then I told him who I, whom I was, who my grandfather was. And immediately he said that the song, the name of the song that I sung oh so many years ago. And it just amazed me. The power of music, the power of music that can bring that remembrance, right? That can bring that healing, that encouragement that you so often need at times in this thing that we call life. And in saying that, I remember this awesome, awesome, awesome singing competition called American Idol. I think I was around oh, 11 years old when it first premiered on Fox. And I tell you, it was just uh, an eye opener for me that people literally, you know, you, you listen to these different artists as you, you're growing up, but you don't really think about you can make a living from this. And that competition was just a major eye-opener for me so i'm so glad that i'm doing this this week of where are they now so i get to reminisce uh, through my childhood it's just amazing and today we were here from two of those awesome persons from american idol way back when when they first began chip days and also trinice you know you're in for another awesome awesome show with some awesome people y'all so don't you go away we'll be right back Coming up, we have Trinis. We'll be right back. Morphin time. On the Michael Finkley Show, we have Catherine Sutherland and Nikia Paris. We can't forget Zordon. David J. Fielding is with us. Next Finkley. Friday. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of 6 and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina? Well, look no further. Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie, Little Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. 
Making a positive attitude will help in transforming life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program, visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Need a little motivation? Timothy Clifton is with us every week on Mondays to get your week started with a little motivation. All here on The Michael Finkley Show. to the Michael Finkley show. Now our next guest, you may remember her from season two of American Idol. She is a Grammy nominated singer, writer, and actor. She does it all. It's Trenise. How are you? I'm great, love. How are you doing? <laughs> I am super well. Thank you for being on today. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because I've watched American Idol since I grew up on American Idol, literally, since season one and going on to season two and that kind of thing. And, you know, just seeing you all perform week after week and mm. just voting and all that kind of good stuff, it just brings back some awesome memories. So, I, I, again, thank you. You made my day. Thank you for being uh, with us today. Oh. Of course, of course. It is my pleasure to be here. Oh, 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 I love it. And so (laughs) was music always a part of your life growing up? Yes. um, Actually, I grew up in a musical household. My my, my mom and dad met in a singing group. And oh, um, oh, yeah, it was four of them. They were both they were couples. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my mom and dad were together and then their best friends. <clears throat> and they went on, I mean, they were such good singers that they got signed to Stax Records back in the day. Uh, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so Stax back then was like a big deal. There was Motown and then there was Stax. Mm-hmm. And so um, my mom said that she just got, she got cold feet because her, yeah, because her aunt was super religious. She lived with her aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom was um, going through some things. And so, she, you know, she went to live with her aunt. And so because they had to go to church Monday through Sunday, my aunt was not having it. And so the music business to her was like a dangerous place. It was, you know, full of demons and things like that. So my mom got scared off and she didn't do it. And lo and behold, she had me. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like, you know, I would never keep my child from really what they want to do, you know, yeah. whatever dreams they may have, I want them to seek that out. And so, yeah, music has always been a part of our lives. We, um, on Sundays, we would clean up together as a family and we had this little extra room that was very hollow and the acoustics was amazing. Yeah. And it's where our Christmas tree would go. Okay. And so nothing was in there but our Christmas tree and my dad's setup for his records. Mm-hmm. So the year that he bought me my own little mini record player, first two records, 
Janet Jackson Control and Anita Baker's Rapture, right? Oh, right? Yes. And so, um, and, a, and, a, and a microphone stand that lit up, you know, one of those little plastic ones from back in the day. And so we would go in there and sing all the time. My father sounds like Stevie Wonder. Um, and he would teach me how to riff, how to run, how to harmonize mm -hmm. with him. It was, it was our bonding time. Like it was, it was very special. And it's something that I will never forget. I love it. I love it. And, and again, and it, it shows as well that this is something that you did during your childhood, because I see that we have something in common. You were a part of the NAACP AXO. Uh, yes. I was as well. I did it for <laughs> painting here oh in South my Carolina. Goodness. Yeah. Do they still, I, I, I feel like that was such a, um, it was such a great idea because it allowed creatives, you know, how we, how you're in your own little world in your own little bubble and outside of choirs, mm -hmm. there's so much more to the arts. Yeah. So it gives the photographers, it gives uh, pianists, it gives, you know, it gives people with an array of gifts yeah. a chance to compete on such a high level. And the prizes were great. Exactly. The prizes were great. So, oh my goodness. Well, hello, yeah. Oh, buddy, come on. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I did that, too. Wow, yes. I didn't make it all the way up to, like, the, you know, the national. I just kind of faded out in the local level. But just to still be a part of it, it's like, oh, it, it was, was amazing. amazing. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I won that. I won that. Uh, Jennifer um, Holiday was my judge. Um, oh, yes. Couldn't ask for better. Let me, let me tell you the story of that, actually. Wow. Um, I submitted a, a song that I'd worked on in a studio. I can't remember the producer's name. I wish I could. But mm -hmm. he was the first guy that I recorded with in a studio. He, sh he showed me technique. And, um, and I submitted this song that he wrote. And they loved it. And so I went on to do um, the competition. But I couldn't do my original song in the competition. So they said, what are you going to sing? And last minute... My mom was like, do the national anthem, mm -hmm. right? And they said, well, nobody has sang the national anthem before. I don't think you should do that. And my mom said, you haven't heard my baby sing the national anthem. Do the national anthem, right? That's so it. I'm watching, I'm watching all of the other, my baby, right? I'm watching all of the other contestants go before me and the microphone was cutting out and it was, it was like, it was like you were gargling or something um, underwater and you really couldn't hear the person. So I said, mom, I'm not going to use the microphone. Okay. And she goes, she goes, okay, all right, good. You know, go, go ahead. I got up there. I sang the national anthem, acapella, no microphone. And I whine. And I remember uh, Jennifer Holiday saying, I will see you amongst the stars. You are a true star. If you can get everybody in here to stand up and applaud for the national anthem, then you're well on your way. And I ran into her years later after I did Dream Girls and she remembered me. And I was like, what? Yeah, she, said, she said, yeah, because that was the only season that I judged that competition. And mm -hmm. I remember you being the girl that sang the national anthem. She was like, it was an unforgettable moment. And I was like, oh my word. So yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. That is just amazing. Oh, 
Right. That's something to carry with you. That's definitely something to carry with you for the rest of your life. And then you mm-hmm. continued on. You went to the University of Memphis, right? You mm-hmm. won a music scholarship as well. How I was that a, experience? I got a full music scholarship. Um, I <laughs> I tell my mom all the time she owes, she owes me $40,000 <laughs> because... Because I double majored. Now I got a full music scholarship, which which means full ride for mm-hmm. free. Yep. But my mom was like, okay, but you need to make sure if this music thing doesn't work out that you have something to fall back on. Now, mind you, she's thinking about what her aunt told her. And she's also thinking, you know, have a plan B, have a plan B. Mm-hmm. But of course, if you're a creative, you're thinking there is no plan B. This is it. Like this I want to do music, yeah. right? And so I double majored in nursing and it is the worst decision. I mean, I'm not saying don't do nursing. All my aunts are nurses. Nursing is a lot. You need to just do that in itself. And that's what I wanted to tell my mom. I said, mom, I don't think you understood that music was going to be very demanding. Mm -hmm. And so was nursing. And so I needed to drop out of nursing. So I was sitting in my biology class and I said, mom, I called her. I got up and I called her and I said, mom, I think I know what I really want to do. And she said, what? I said, I think I want to do music full time. Mm -hmm. And she said, what? I said, yeah, I'm going to drop out of nursing. She could have, you know, you can feel that warmth on the back of your neck. Like (laughs) I was literally like, she's going to hit me from through the phone. She's going to hit me. It can happen. You know, it can happen. Mama's (laughs) making it happen. Yes, they do. She said, I give you one year to make it one year. And if you don't do anything with it, you go back to nursing. I said, okay. I was like, I'll do this in six months, six months later, audition for American Idol and everything lined up. Wow. Roll to American Idol. Now, how did that even come about though? How would you hear about these different auditions? I watched the first season. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Tamira Gray and Kelly Clarkson, obsessed. Like I thought that I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. I want to do this next. If they do another season, I want to be on it. And I manifested it. I manifested it for myself. Um, Around October, when the auditions came back around, I went to the website and my best friend and I, (laughs) when they said they were having the auditions in Nashville, we drove two hours away from Memphis to audition the process was so long. I lost my job because of it that I had. Mm-hmm. They had to fire me because I kept going back and forth. And uh, and then finally, my my uh, mom came out on the last the last time we auditioned where where Randy was, which is what made the show. And she was like, "Oh my god!" I remember my mom saying on national TV, "She was like, I hope she doesn't get fired." And I'm like, oh, you know." Thank you, Mama. <laughs> Thanks, Mama. Uh, but I did. I got fired. But I, it didn't matter because I, I was following my dream. And that journey has sustained me for the last, shoot, it's been almost 20 years. Can you believe it? No. Oh, wow. No, I can't. Every time I say that, I'm just like, wow, I just, I cannot believe that it was that long ago. It just yeah. feels like, okay. Yeah, I, I look back on and I, I see, oh my gosh, like I literally, I grew up in American Idol. I was uh, maybe 11. 
And yeah, I grew up 31 now. So I grew up watching this this show make stars every every time it appeared. And so you came in fifth place, right? Wait a minute, wait a minute. That makes me so teary-eyed. I have no idea what 11. Yeah. I was 11 years old. Yeah. Watching you all on Fox, calling in and voting and oh my gosh i want her to win oh because you know how literally back in the evening now i was with all the black people i'm like i want all the black people to win i want all Issa the Ray. you were Issa ray in it <laughs> <laughs> i'm both for everybody black everybody black everybody black yes yeah when i love that statement i'm like yeah that's true yeah mm -hmm. if that right. wasn't a t-shirt statement right there because yes. that's what we all that's what we're always thinking but we never say it and she said it i'm like I like right. her. Right. <laughs> what's on my mind? So you were in fifth place, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so after American Idol, your life just changed completely. Please talk about this dramatic change that you saw. Yes. yes. Um, I think it was almost immediate for me because I went ahead and I moved to Los Angeles. Okay. I didn't wait any time. Um, this was what I always wanted for myself. So I said, this is the best time to capitalize off of it. Moved to Los Angeles on my own. No one else. Well, my best friend came with me, the one that, you know, went to the audition with me. Yeah. She moved out to Los Angeles with me, became my assistant. And we hustled this thing down. Um, yes. the, first, the first gig I got was with Ryan Seacrest. He um, allowed me to be a guest host of his on his Ryan Seacrest show that was on television. So I had a job. I came out here with a job. Um, and from there, I met Cheryl Lee Ralph. Uh, she became my fairy godmother. She helped point me in the direction of theater. Mm -hmm. um, I got, uh, while I was performing for her, there was a woman that came up to me, a producer who said, you know, I have this incredible play I would love for you to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, Elin Harris wrote a book. I'm turning it into a stage play. And I was like, you don't want me. I'm not an actress. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't do that. And she convinced me. She said, read the script. Let me know what you think and get back to me. And mm -hmm. it just so happens that that book I'd read in high school and loved that character. It was Yancey Harrington Braxton. She was a Broadway star. She and her mom were always trying to, <laughs> were always trying to trick men. And she was trying to be this, this rock star. And she ended up marrying this football player. And mm -hmm. it was, it was crazy. And then I met Jack A. Harry, who also became like, a godmom for me. I love a theory. Oh, oh, and it just and every single step of my journey, I have met some incredible black woman or mm -hmm. some incredible black man who has ushered me along, pulled me up, you know, um, assisted me in some way, and I just. You know, it's it's all, you know, you just feel like it's destiny. You just know when your destiny just puts you on the right path to meet mm. the right at the right time. Yeah. And, and from there, theater became such a huge thing for me. Um, did Dream Girls, Ain't Misbehaving, Motown. I mean, the vagina monologues. Like I legitimately fell into acting without even trying. But I'm glad that I did because, you know, music, music, acting, everything creative falls in line with one another. And when one thing is not working, you certainly need to have something else that you're doing. So it just it helped me to create a brand for myself that expanded beyond just vocals. 
Nice. Um, even now I have the art of performing, uh, which is me doing acting and singing lessons on zoom, you know, for zoom classes and stuff like that for young ones. Um, and I love it. And so, you know, every little, every couple of years, I feel like I'm reinventing myself, lived right. in London for five years, lived in China for a year, um, traveled the world, covered two passports completely. I just, my life is, um, and has always been, I feel guided by God. Like in, yeah. it just, I listen to what he says and I react. And no matter if I'm in a, a perfectly good place, when God says, okay, it's time to move. I'm like, wait now, like at this very, right, 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 now. right now. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah it's time yeah. to move on. It's time to, it's no. time to, time to reinvent. It's time to yeah. do something else. So yeah, it's just, it's been an incredible journey. I love Beautiful that. Journey. Oh, I love that. And then you have this single that you created on last year, In the End, All Right. Please talk about that. What inspired that? Because I've been jamming to it for a minute now. So I love it. I actually did not create that last year. I actually, that song is 10 years old. Really? I wrote that song in London. Wow. I wrote that song in London. I recorded with this guy named uh, Sean Garrett. Mm -hmm. And uh, Barrett, I'm sorry, not Garrett there, but Sean Garrett does exist. Uh, I recorded with Sean Barrett in London and um, in the midst of doing the Michael Jackson show I was in on my weekends, I would go to the studio because I just needed to sing something different, right. do something different with my voice. And just, I was hoping to, you know, create an EP out there, but juggling all that stuff just became crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and we recorded that song, but then during the pandemic someone posted it because it was on my soundcloud for free mm -hmm. and then a, um, a fan of mine posted it who also is a friend of mine um he became a, a friend after being a fan you know you know how that goes anyway so he posted it on his insta story and he said trinice this song has been getting me through the pandemic you need to you know create a visual for it and i said this song you know and i'd forgotten all about it he said, yes, this song is very powerful. The words are incredible and it's very fitting for the times. Mm -hmm. So I went back and I listened to it again. I said, wow, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to release it. So I made a visual for it last year in July, um, released it in July. And the rest is, you know, you you get to hear it and love it and dance to it and, you know, feel good about it. <laughs> it like, like I said, though, I listen to more, I'm a lyric person. And so mm -hmm. I listen to more of the lyrics. So if I can relate to it and it makes me feel inspired, motivated, encouraged, you got me. You, you definitely mm -hmm. got me. And this is that song for me. Definitely. So I thank you. Yeah. No, I wrote that in the midst of, you know, just as I was saying in the lyrics, it was like, I felt at that time as an artist, I didn't know who I was. I felt misunderstood. I felt, I felt like, you know, from the idle days, there was all these headlines all the time telling us who we were and you, you couldn't, you couldn't get online and go because there was no real internet. You know, you had to literally type in <laughs> the web address to go to a blog. Right. And so you just, you could not just answer everybody. And I just, I felt so, um, I guess just engulfed by all of these thoughts of who I was, you know, and, and I needed to write a song to release all of that, to say, you know what, it's okay. Everything is going to be all right in the end. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? No matter what is said about you, no matter if we're in the middle of a pandemic, a race war, you know, a horrible presidency, just um, just combative religious. I mean, just everything that we're experiencing in the world that has just been a black or white situation or a you know, a, a, a social dysfunction, everything that we've been experiencing, we've always come on the other side of it. COVID, just, a, you know, um, a loss, just so much loss. And I go back and I read the words and I'm just like, yeah, this fits any angle. It fits every angle of your life, whether you are black, whether you're a woman, whether you're gay, whether you're trans, whether you're, mm-hmm. you know, it, ju- it just, it fits in. So I just, I released it so that everyone else could release too, you know? That's it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. We're paying it forward, right? Definitely yes, paying that feeling yes. forward. And so now that you've been living in this awesome dream of yours for the past almost 20 years, right? Ooh, so what's next? What's, what's your next biggest dream? Hmm. Um, you know, I... It's okay. So I'm, this is going to be a non-traditional answer, right? Bring it I, on. I, I am never in a place of being satisfied with anything, right? I am always trying to outdo myself. It has nothing to do with anyone else. You know, I can't, what the, what COVID and the pandemic has taught me is that for as much as we plan things, we have to allow grace for God to come in and show us the next, the best, the, the you know, the new. Um, so right now I'm living in the moment of continuing to go to acting class. I definitely want to be in more TV uh, and film, okay. right? I want to do more of that for sure. I want to still create music for sure. Right. But the rest of it, I am leaving to God to show me what I'm supposed to do because it is, it has been an eye opening experience to actually take a break. I love it. Yeah. So I, I, and, I mean, in the 17, 18, however long years it's been, I've just been going, 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 Oh, I gotta, gotta get the next role. I gotta do, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Oh, what, what are, what is everybody else doing? Okay. So I need to be doing this. And, and for the first time in my life last year, when I got a chance to breathe, and have balance, mm-hmm. it felt incredible. Amazing. And now I can be open to, I, I'm not getting back on the rat race, but finding balance, work, balance, work, you know, love, incorporating a life inside of this bubble that I live in and not just running for running sake, you right. know, being more strategic about what I'm doing. Um, and that's what I'm doing. The art of performing. I want that to go even further. Mm-hmm. You know, I am, I enjoy teaching people to act and to sing. It is a joy of mine. And I didn't realize that I even had that in me. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, you have to allow things to unfold because there are things about us. We change every so often. We change every couple of years and you get to relearn yourself. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. So that's where I'm at. I'm in this place of, you know, consistent peace, love, joy. I am focused. I am 
in a place of uh, abundance, rec- receiving things, receiving what God wants me to have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's, I'm in a beautiful, I'm in a beautiful space. I love it. And that's so, and that's a good place to be in, especially in a time like this. It's a good place to be in that space of peace. And I love when you say that you're still learning. A lot of people get a little confused. We learn until the day we die. That's it. I will never forget. I will never forget. I met Stevie Wonder. He was backstage at one of the shows that I did. He came out and, and, and sang with us, but backstage, he is so funny, by the way. And uh, he comes over and he says, Trinice, I love your tone. Your tone is so mm. beautiful. And he said, okay, now let me take this picture of you, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's his humor. He makes fun of himself. And so we were having- Did you laugh? <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. Of course I did. But he's funny. Like, I love it. Like, Stand still, let me take this picture of you. And so we get to talking and he's like, he said, um, I said, well, what has been your, what do you think has been the one thing that has sustained you? Because he's been in the business over 40, 40 years. Yeah. I mean, he has had a tremendous um, musical career since he was yeah. 12. So I said, what's been, what's been your, what is the one thing that you think has gotten you this far? He said, I still take voice lessons. Wow. If Stevie Wonder takes voice lessons, then I still need to be learning. There is no space that I should sit in where I'm comfortable and confident enough that I don't think about Stevie Wonder telling me that he still takes vocal lessons. So there you have it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good information. Yeah. I I, I love that. I love that. How can they find you on social media and how can they listen to your awesome music? Well, (laughs) um, I have a few songs on iTunes. The main one is in the end. All right, please download that. Um, You can find me on uh, Instagram by going to at Trinice one or and at Trinice music. Um, I am on Twitter at Trinice. Mm-hmm. I am on LinkedIn, Trinice Cobbins, if you, you know, if you'd like to do a little bit of business. Um, and you can go to alltrinice.com, sign up for some classes or just, you know, uh, subscribe there for the newsletter and things like that. And you can also look for me to be in two movies that will be coming out soon. But I wish I could speak of them, but I cannot. Aww. So, yes, um, there you have it. I am I am here and you and I do talk back. So don't worry about that. I love interacting. She talks back, y'all. She talks back. Yeah. <laughs> she are you on Instagram? Are we, are we following each other on Instagram? Uh, I just I follow you. Are you following me? I don't know. I need to check that out. I need to yes. be sure. Check that out. Check that out for me, sis. Check that out. But I think you so <laughs> I love you already. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate yes. you. <laughs> we appreciate I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chiefs. <laughs> Let me add them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. I love it. <laughs> Next we have Chip Days. We'll be right back. What's 
What's up, y'all? I'm Leon Frierson, former cast member from Nickelodeon's All That and co-host of the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. And I'm here to ask you to join me in watching the Michael Finkley Show weekly on YouTube. Now, I've been on the show, so I definitely know it's a platform where you'll be educated, informed, and inspired. Now, don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you on YouTube. and she is a multitasker. She is a wife, a mom. She is city councilwoman. She, yeah. When I was growing up, mom worked outside the house and so my dad was an entrepreneur. I saw him leaving early in the morning or late at nights to go meet with clients. And he was always one who told me, you know, if you show up on time, you're late. I just admire how she's able to not only juggle the demands of her jobs, but keep her family really first. The outstanding thing about the Isaac family is their noble contributions to improving the quality of life for our Colombians and people all over this state. Aye. Aye. Tamika Isaac. Do Solomon swear. Discharge the duties thereof. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations and blessings. I first ran because I saw a need. I saw a void that needed to be filled. A voice uh, that wasn't there. And over the last several years, I feel like I've been able to be that voice. So often as women in whatever spaces that we're in, um, we're often discounted because we're a mom or we're a wife or we have this career. And she's an everyday woman who shows women what excellence looks like. She has walked the walk of being a small business person, of being a parent, of sending her kids to school. Columbia is a great place, and we have done a lot in the last few years as far as law enforcement. But law enforcement can't do everything, nor should it do everything. We have to really expand upon the tools, technology, and community policing, investing in our communities uh, so that law enforcement is a partner with our communities. Being a Columbia native, I've seen the way this city has grown. It's grown to the point that sometimes not everybody's been a part of that growth. I want to make sure that communities, specifically communities of color, make sure that they are part of Columbia's present and its future. I want to have a climate plan for this city that not only helps us be sustainable, but also helps provide opportunities for folks in the workforce. There are so many opportunities to take advantage of technology, uh, green energy. I want to be that advocate for growing our city and being on the forefront, not just looking at what other cities are doing and following them, but being the leader. If you don't have the right leadership, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. I think having a woman as mayor of the city of Columbia is long overdue. I'm Tamika Isaac Devine, and I'm running for mayor of the city of Columbia. I'm just not college material. I am tired of school. I'm just not sure what I want to do after graduation. Sound familiar? Welcome to the Prelo Educational Institute. Our focus is to help young people prepare for life after high school. It's never too early to start planting the seed for education, career, and life overall. 
The Prelo Educational Institute is made up of the following two products. The first product is the book titled I Ain't Going to College, A Guide for Life After High School. This is the first book of a series that introduces middle and high school students to a young man struggling to find his way and make the decision about whether attending college is the right choice for him or not. The book has questions inside and a supplemental curriculum can also be purchased. The newest product from the Prelo Educational Institute is our online course titled Preparing for Life After High School. In this course, students will learn about decision-making, self-confidence, accountability, self-awareness, and many other topics that speak to social-emotional learning. Young people will read a story about a young man who never gave up no matter what the circumstances were. The course is interactive and has questions, quizzes, and video. Do not wait until your child or student is a senior in high school to start planning. Enroll today. To enroll and learn more, please visit www.speakerauthormarlow.com. Now, this next guest, he does not truly need an introduction because you already know who he is. Two-time Grammy-nominated singer and writer and American Idol alumnus, Mr. Chip Days. Chip. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. That was, that was a, quite an introduction. <laughs> uh, it's all true. Oh, it's man. all true. How wow. are you, Chip? Wow, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Taking it a day at a time, ready for COVID to be uh, done. Yeah, ready to ready to get back performing. Definitely, definitely. We want to see you perform. So, Chip, when did you know that? Hey, I can sing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, I I grew up in the church, uh, Jerusalem Baptist Church in Hartsville, South Carolina. Oh yeah. oh yeah, he's also my South Carolina homeboy. Just want to tell y'all that too. <laughs> my 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 what? My cousin. Yeah, yeah, we like cousins, you know, family. Uh, it. So growing up in the church, you you know, it's a no brainer. You own the choir. You own the youth choir. Mm -hmm. Um, and just having that background, we always sing. And I used to listen to the radio and hear different runs and riffs, and I was. Mm -hmm. Hey, I I think I can do this. So you know, I think that was really the start of me. I would say believing in myself that you know the possibility that I could do it. You know, because it I would say at that point it was like a dream, and I was like, wow, you know, I could really step out to make this a reality. Right. Right, definitely. And being from South Carolina and growing up in a, a rural area, Hartsville, and just seeing that potential in yourself saying, I can be that person. Who are some of your influences during that time to kind of feed on that for you? Uh, well, it, it was R&B. It was R&B. It was gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, my parents first. Yeah. Uh, my parents, because they performed and uh, sang at weddings a lot. So, you know, I used to sit and watch them rehearse. So I would say first and foremost, my parents. Yeah. Um, uh, then I would say like Joe, Brian McKnight, uh, 
you know, I, I used to like different things about, you know, I would pull some of the things that I like from different performers. Stevie Wonder, uh, I, I always like Whitney Houston, you know, and maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she to me, she's still like probably the best singer ever to me. Yeah. Uh, it, no and it question. was just something magical, magical about her voice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and presence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at that point, I wouldn't say mimicking, but, you know, I would sing a lot of the songs that I heard on the radio. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of, for reassurance, I would go sing for girls, <laughs> to be honest. And it, and it would be, okay, yeah, you know, this is good. Or, oh, I really like this one. And it kind of let me know where I was. Yeah. So it was, at that point, it was like, oh, okay, I know where I am. So now I can uh, continue to move forward. And that took me into writing. Yeah. Because uh, I used to write poems and, you know, but I, but I didn't know song format or really how to write. So... Uh, I kind of went from singing to writing poems and to writing songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, and it's helped you tremendously along the along the years. So fast forward, you you leave Hartsville and you move to the big city of Atlanta, and you heard about these auditions with American Idol. How did that come wow. about? Oh man, oh uh, wow, and it it seems like now. Like it was so long ago, but it's at first I didn't want to go. Let me let me say it. I and and sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. Those things that you like, uh, you know, I, I don't know about this. That's a lot of times something that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now more than ever, you know, those things that I'm kind of like, I don't know if I should do it. I do them now, <laughs> you know, because of those uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. So at first I didn't want to go and I was kind of like, uh, you know, what is this? Because uh, I seen the, it was like the tail end of the very first one. Mm-hmm. And um, so at that point, you were literally outside. So we ended up staying outside for it was, what, a day? I'd say two days. Something like what? that. No, it was because that that to me was like the real first one. So we were, it was like a line wrapped around Centennial uh, Park, mm-hmm. and it was it was like literally sleeping in line. It was people with sleeping bags, tents. Uh, so you know, it, it shows That's how crazy. bad people wanted it. Yeah, and it, and it makes you think. Well, do I want this thing? <laughs> you know, like yeah. You know, it, it, it it really uh it really challenges you mm-hmm. to if it's something that you want to do or you serious about um so and I and I ended up being blessed because when it was time to go in they gave everybody armbands mm-hmm. and I think the first five hundred people had to go in that morning mm-hmm. so anybody who's saying knows okay it's eight o'clock in the morning you. You want to at least warm up some, yeah. you know. So I was in like the third, uh, that third group. So I was able to leave and come back. Mm-hmm. So that really helped me. Um, and I had my song I was gonna sing, "Ribbon mm-hmm. in the Sky." <laughs> so I was comfortable with that song, and yeah, and I would say the just seeing all the talent, it was like wow. 
Because you really didn't know. You really didn't know. It was some of the most amazing singers. Mm-hmm. It was it was like, yeah. It was scary in a sense. It yeah. was. Yeah. It was. You know, especially when you think competition and you looking at other people, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, am I wasting my time right now? Oh, wow. Because yeah, yeah. it was some amazing, it was, it was some amazing singers, and you didn't know what they were looking for, to be yeah. honest. So, um, that that was kind of going into it. That's where my headspace was. Yeah. Um, and um. and you know, making it through uh, the auditions, it was kind of reassuring. And I was like, okay, but, but you made it through the auditions. At the end of the season, you came in fifth. Well, it, well, it was actually, uh, I ended up going to a wild card round with Clay Aiken mm-hmm. um, because it was like, so so roughly it was making it to, I think they did the top 10 that year. It was like making the 12. Gotcha. Um, you know, and when you look back on it, that's, it was a lot of people. It was yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, but you yeah. were up there. You were up there. And again, that's a season with Ruben Stuttered and Clay Aiken. I watched it like it was like nothing else on television. I love those first few seasons of American Idol and you all made it worth our while. So after Idol, you began to do some amazing things, collaborations, your first debut on television. Uh, you did it all and even grabbing a nomination for the Grammys. Talk about that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, uh, going back into songwriting, it, it, it really kind of took a life of its own. Um, I started writing songs for myself, and that grew into writing songs for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was working with different artists like Keith Sweat, uh, B5, and Charlie Wilson. And the Charlie Wilson song, You Are, yeah. it ended up being a number one record. And man, that was a huge blessing. That's like, to this day, my biggest song still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a blessing. It was a blessing. So yes. like, I was able to go to the Grammys, have that mm-hmm. experience. Uh, and I was able to take my mom with me. So that was like, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. What about the time where you actually wrote the, the um, song Struggle No More? Ooh, you did your research. Uh, and yeah, that ended that up on a, on a soundtrack of a movie. Talk about that. Yes, it, it, um, for, it was the title track for Tyler Perry's Daddy Little Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that, that was... That was a whole another awesome experience um, to get that song placed, and you know, just knowing that it was going to be in, on on the soundtrack and in the movie. Yeah, I was blown away. I was yeah. blown away, and uh, Anthony Hamilton ended up singing the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wow. To this day, it's kind of like looking back at it, like, man, is it real? You know. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And it's, I tell you this, being from South Carolina and not um, persons talking about you can f- being fulfilling your dreams in this right, uh, you are an inspiration to myself, you know, wow. so I see Thank the you. blessings that God has 
created for you. I'm like, well, if he did it for him, he can do it for me as well. So thank you yeah. for being that inspiration. I definitely wow. appreciate you. Thank you. That means a lot. That means yes, a lot. Yes, sir. That comes that, from that, here. Because really, that's, I, I would say that's really the most rewarding part of it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you hear it where, where people uh, get inspired by some of the things, you know, that you do. Yeah. And that's, that's all I can ask. That's yeah. all I can ask. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. I love this. And what else is on your bucket list? What else do you feel that you want to achieve in the future? Wow. Um, well, I, I definitely, you know, I, I've been, uh, I've done, uh, stage plays, but I really want to get into acting as well. Okay. Um, and, you know, so I might take some more classes, <laughs> some more acting classes, but you know, that's, that's something I always aspire to do, yeah. to, uh, act and, you know, continue to do music, of course, but to expand, uh, exactly. and, and do Hey, I like to do partnerships with different brands as well. Mm -hmm. um, just, just continue to grow more than anything. Uh, yeah, because that's I, I consider myself a student. You know, still to to where like because uh, the music business and entertainment is always changing. So I'm I'm looking to grow and evolve with it, and and be able to pass that information along. You know, I also have on my website um, uh, online course. You know, and that's that's the point of the course. A lot of the um, things that I did encounter along my journey, I'm able to give back to others. You know, uh, whether it be uh, singing one on one, performing live, uh, singing in the studio, because there's so many different aspects to all of it. I think it's important. You know, it, it really cuts down the the timeline. You know, it, it won't take 10 years to to get that information. So that's huge. Major, major. Love this. Well, how can they find you on social media? Well, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, uh, what's the other one? I, I'll, I'm on all platforms. At Chip Days Music, it's it's uh, at Chip Days Music. Gotcha. All righty, you heard it here, and all your information is in the description below. Chip, thank you so much for being on today. You really made you made my day. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. This is an awesome interview, man. This is awesome. <laughs> thank you. I love your show, and I, I wish you much success. It's your girl Trinice from American Idol, and I am encouraging you to tune into the Michael Finkley Show on Roku TV and YouTube. Calling all trio, gear up, Jag, and other college readiness organizations. Hello everybody, it's Finkley with the Finkley Experience. I am here to offer you information about our College Readiness Cohort Series. This College Readiness Series includes college applications, SAT, ACT prep, scholarships, financial aid, the mental mind state, 
HBCU versus PWI versus technical colleges, and so much more. You know, this is helpful because it's actually like making me change my college plan. Really? If you're interested, visit our website, thefinkleyexperience.com, or just email us at michael at thefinkleyexperience.com. We're looking forward to working with you. On the Michael Finkley Show, we have Catherine Sutherland and Nikia Paris. We can't forget Zordon. David J. Fielding is with us. Next Finkley, Friday. Hello, welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Now you know I'm going to ask you, what did you learn? <laughs> Let's have a conversation in the comments below. I was just very, very, very honored to chat with these two individuals about their legacy, their legacy they're leaving for the persons that are behind them, their families. So it's just amazing to see what they're up to, what they're doing. They're still doing great. They're still doing amazing things. So thank you for so much for just sitting down with us and talking with us. Janice and Chip, thank you so much. Continue to be great in what you do. You have some big supporter here. I gotcha. I gotcha. On the next Michael Finkley, as we wrap up, Lord, oh my gosh, Friday, Oh my gosh. So as we wrap up our Where Are They Now week, I had to go back again to my childhood and get this awesome show, The Power Rangers. I don't care what you say. It was a show for me back in the day. Um, 1994, 1995, you know, I was, in the, I was glued to the TV watching The Power Rangers. And again, we have, again, some amazing individuals from this series. This part of my life is just so amazing. So we have Catherine Sutherland and also to Nakia Bernice and also can't forget Zordon. David J. Fielding is with us as well. So y'all in for another awesome treat. So that's Friday's Finkley. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Michael Finkley Show. Ring that bell for notification. We'll see you in email saying, hey, new content uploaded. Please listen to us on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts. And also, too, for up-to-date information about what we're doing and what we're all about, please, please, please visit our website at michaelfinkleyshow.com. Thank you so much for watching. And guess what? We'll see you Friday. Have a good one.